Welcome to BitFaced. 2019 has come to a close. In fact, I'm talking to you right now in 2020. But we always have to go back and remember what a great year it was the year before. And no matter what happens in your life, I hope you can look back at part of 2019 and at least say that you enjoyed it and appreciated, like we enjoyed and appreciated the games we're going to talk about tonight. Just like last year, we got away from the top 10. We let you guys vote on some categories. And then after that, we're going to kind of just talk about some things that we really enjoyed playing this year. Let's start with a look into 2020 with everyone's most anticipated title. And then we'll start talking about what we enjoyed last year. You guys at BitFaced, and this was the most voted on poll we've ever had. Oh, awesome. This poll had more votes than two polls combined did last year. Everyone really wants to play Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. I know that's especially big with someone you guys have actually just met recently, Matt Dawkins. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Because Matt and I met playing, well, no, we met playing Hearthstone initially, but then we played a, a card game further called Android Netrunner, and this is kind of in the same universe. So he's super excited to play. You can play actually as a Netrunner in the game. So. Interesting. No, it it it's it looks good, but I still haven't seen the substance. Like I feel it's going to be first up and also the biggest disappointment of the year. Not to call it that. <laughs> not to be. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that that guy. It's like don't be excited. But like the few playtests I've heard is the mechanics to the shooting are not fresh. It's a it's it's a great world and a great skin, but I want to see more substance before I can get excited about it. I like the bold prediction. I really don't like that it's an FPS, mm-hmm. but if anyone can do a game right, I think it's CD Projekt Red. Rebecca, you, number one, did you play The Witcher? Number two, are you stoked about this? I did play Witcher. I I liked Witcher a lot. I loved the mechanics of it, and, and I really was interested in the storyline, but I have a lot of problems with like some of their portrayals of women and, and things like that. And so that's a big, it, it sounds- You know this is a video game podcast, right? Uh, yeah, I, I do know. No, I do know. But we can be better, guys. We can't be. <laughs> so it's I, a very low bar right now. Yeah. And so I've just, I've read a few- you yeah no fucking kidding um i've read a few interviews and 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 stuff with cd project red and i'm still just i have some concerns so we'll see see if my concerns are unfounded but you know it, it it is hard because i did i did really enjoy the witcher but i also had a lot of problems with it and i and i don't i haven't talked to a lot of people who loved the witcher and went and i really liked the archery elements and the first person shooting like like doing like Witcher did Witcher well, yeah. But even moving Witcher to other worlds or games, like I, I don't, I don't feel great about. Like there's, like I still feel like the the uh, the crafting system in Witcher was a bit cumbersome, and so there's things that they, I feel that they needed to learn even in the world of Witcher going forward before they jumped into this first person shooter. And again, that's if it. I'm not saying it's gonna be a bad game at all. It's just will it be this mind blowing experience that everyone's thinking? That's the thing. The and I think everyone's setting so... the bar here, and then you're gonna get behind the gun and be like, this is not quite Nathan Drake good. Yeah. And you do have to remember, Witcher One and Witcher Two were good games. They were not the game that Witcher no. Three was in no. any form or fashion. Not even close. I'm looking forward to Cyberpunk. I used to play Shadowrun back in the day. To me, it looks very similar to that. So we'll see. And I guess I should have looked this up. Is it coming out in May? I don't have the exact it's release date on me. <laughs> I thought April, but... Oh, wow. Even yeah. quicker than I anticipated. So we'll get a date in just a second here. But thank you guys for voting for that. There was a lot of good choices 
on the list. April 16th. Wow. April 16th. Good call, Carl. Thank you. I thank should you. let you do the dates. <laughs> I obviously don't know what the hell I'm talking that, about. That law school brain just memorizing numbers. Let's go negative here. I, I, you guys are all about positivity, but we're, we're going to swing to positivity because we have to talk about the game that was the most disappointing in 2019. This was almost unanimous, I want to say. There was a lot of things I was disappointed in in 2019. I didn't even play this. But the videos I saw and the studio is what brings this game down mm -hmm. because we all wanted it to be good, and that's Anthem. Mm -hmm. Poor man's destiny. Yeah. Well, and the fact that they gave up on Anthem really shows that they were disappointed with the game. I still, I could probably pull up a few more that I was more disappointed in because at least Anthem did a couple things well. You got to fly like Iron Man in Anthem. You felt it. The mechanic worked. It was polished. You were, when you When you got to where you were going, then it sucked. But at least there were some elements that really stood out. Yeah. I think for me, the reason why I voted for it in our thing is because, like you said, they mm -hmm. gave up on it. And they mm -hmm. even said, yeah, sorry, this was trash. Let us entirely redo it. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll deliver it to you at a later time. No, that's it. <laughs> have we seen a fall from grace like BioWare and Bethesda both have taken in 2019? Because you want to talk about five years ago, if you listed the top five studios, oh my those God. two studios would 100% be on the list. Oh, yeah. Every game of the decade conversation I have, one of their games is mentioned. Every single one to a T. Mm-hmm. And you look at something like Anthem and you look at something like Fallout 76. Yeah. That was disappointing last year. And now they want you to pay more than you'll pay for Disney Plus for a subscription service to a game that no one asked for in the first point. I'm going to say I know 76 was the year before. More disappointing than me than Anthem just to see a studio go. I mean, both of them, though, both studios so far down this year. Yep. I think the interesting part is this is probably the first year where we had so many big titles from so many big companies that like everyone was really hyped for that turned out to be fairly trash. Yeah. No, like, no, that's the thing. Like borderlands three is not on my list ooh. and yeah. And it was my single most anticipated game and it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. You know, I enjoyed it, but it, it just it did not feel like a Borderlands game to me. And and I my most anticipated was Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, fun game. Not in my top ten. Not even close. Just so many. This was the game. This was the year of disappointments. And I'm not saying that bad games, but expectations here high, and then the reality being low. Marvel, Crackdown, and Borderlands all had the same problem: is that the game could have come out 12 years yep. ago, and I could not have. See yep. the difference. Yep, yep, absolutely. And there's just no excuse for that now. We're watching we're watching independent games developed that are mind blowing in their mechanics and yeah. watching major studios spend six years on games that come out that could have come out twelve years ago. Yeah, totally. But we did have a few studios this year that stepped it the fuck up to the mm -hmm. plate. And let's go ahead and get game of the year out of the way. Everyone that listens to the cast and is on the site already knows what it is. But from software, unstoppable at this point, rightfully takes home game of the year in BitFaced and at the Game Awards, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Mm -hmm. And they took a formula that has spawned an entire genre and know that you know how to play that way and changed it so much 
that it's going to revolutionize combat again. I think we're going to see very similar elements in any ninja title that comes out in the future and in any Mm -hmm. stealth title. Mm -hmm. I can't say enough about Sekiro. It was so good. It's boss battles that took me a couple days sometimes to figure out. And I know that's not a lot of people's bag. And I totally get that. I do think, though, as far as a game goes... It was above Death Stranding and it was above Resident Evil 2. Those would be two I've heard in the conversation elsewhere. Not necessarily my two and three, right. but two, the other two that I've heard mentioned. No, and that's the thing. Like Every single person that I talked to that, that likes that style of gameplay, Sekiro is number one for them. Yeah, no, and it's, it took, like you said, it took the mechanics you know, but improved upon it. It wasn't Dark Souls reskinned. It was a new experience that indulged the world that it put the players in and made that world a new a new mechanic and they are not stopping we are getting the next from software game in june from what i've heard that is unbelievable for a studio rockstar is probably my favorite studio we haven't had a rockstar game in eight years i have had a new from software title eight or nine on grand theft auto right eight definitely eight. Oh yeah new from software title we've had at least five in the last eight years and we're getting another one this year. They're they're not stopping, and I I love it. I'd say bring it on. No, and that's the thing, and that almost makes makes things like the long wait that Gearbox put us through for Borderlands Three even more unforgivable. Like, you know, that's that's part of the reason that the expectations were so high is they waited so long. Technology, especially for them, should have progressed, and it didn't. And then we have companies like this that are cranking out brand new, exciting stuff so quickly. And they do have, they're not rushing it. They have a three-year development turnaround on their games. Yeah. They're just always working on. They're stacking it. They're planning the future. Like Nintendo. Like Nintendo yeah. does. Yeah. And Wait I'd say, too, like, complete side note, I was a little sad with Sony this year. Yeah. The exclusives take me to Sony. Mm-hmm. This is the first year I didn't give a shit about either one of them. Days gone. I don't care how good you tell me that is. It looks like no. Dead Rising in the Woods. Yeah. And let's talk a little bit about Death Stranding, the most divisive title of the year i would argue also the best soundtrack but i couldn't get into death stranding either and you guys didn't play it at all but you guys you've watched videos we yeah we watched we watched donkey and we watched slime sickle both play and it just looks miserable like it did not look fun no that's the thing the mechanic like basically what they sold wasn't interesting to me except because like i said they didn't talk about the only interesting mechanic which is the community building of this team of Amazon delivery people, but <laughs> it's really what it is. That's what it is. But it's like, it's like, what? So what's the game about? Well, you move packages from point A to point B. That's a side quest. That's not a game. And so then like, and even people I know, like the first four hours are like, this is the game of the year. Oh my God. But a lot of those people didn't even finish the game as the time wore on. I really think to see the actual game, you have to get past the first four hours. I got about six mm-hmm. until you're sitting on your chair as Norman Reedus, and in order to get more energy to move Amazon packages, you have to chug three monsters. That's the drink that exists. Unhealthy. Yeah. I'm not even going to get into the problems I have with that. <laughs> because what happens next is I'm supposed to go take a shower. The shower door closes, and there's an ad for Norman Reedus in a new AMC show. I'm also not going to get into why that doesn't work at all, right. but it completely took me from a universe that I started to get into with a crazy uncle Guillermo del Toro running around doing bullshit out of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I never went back. And the only reason I went back was to pick up the soundtrack after something I'll mention in our next podcast. So people love Death Stranding. I say try it. 
Yeah. I say try it. I, I will like rent it rent from Redbox yeah. or something and play it for a day and then get frustrated and turn it back in. But no, because that's the thing. It's like, it feels like a lot of game companies are struggling to be Dark Souls and Dark Souls already struggles, all, not Dark Souls, but Dark Soul copycats struggle a lot with how do you make a game difficult and still interesting. And Death Stranding makes the mistake of choosing tedium as the difficulty. And that's that's ineffective as a, as a major mechanic in, for my game playing taste. We did get a good Dark Souls imitator this year, though. We got a lot of them, actually. But the one I want to start off mentioning is I think everyone here enjoyed Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The story alone, like you could playing it on story mode isn't bad because you get to watch a real no, great star beautiful. wars movie i was i was sick that whole weekend and so i just sat and watched carl play and it was awesome it was like watching a movie i mean it, it's been a long time since i've enjoyed just sitting and watching someone play a video game but the story was so rich the characters were wonderful i'm obsessed with bd1 like uh, he's like a puppy dog like yeah like robot like it's so good but also elevates for one of the first times ever droids to a whole new level beyond sidekick and now like hero like oh, bd1 yeah. is a protagonist that carries the legacy of the jedi as a droid chosen when a human or alien could have been chosen nope bd1 is entrusted i loved that i don't have a game complaint but i will say i really got into the game and i wanted to savor it like i do with a lot of things and i went to my sister's house on thanksgiving the only time i would have cable television on when there wasn't football on and they Throw, spoiler, major spoiler alert, they throw Vader in the fucking commercial. I know. And so I... I wait a second, what? <laughs> oh, shit, sorry. Well, I just ruined it for Tyler. Ish. I'm surprised you Ish. haven't seen it. I saw that over a month and a half ago. God yeah, damn it. Cable? No. Yeah, that's that'll be why. Football either. Okay. I don't well, watch a lot. I'm so sorry, dude. It's okay. No, but... The, and it, I don't it even is, know what's going to... Like, I, I think I'm at the end. And Vader hasn't come up. No, so I don't know what the so fuck it's is not going a major on. spoiler because it's, yeah. it, it's it, it doesn't even knowing that it doesn't. It's like hearing the moment. Yeah. Vader shows up in Rogue One. You're not like, oh, oh no way. It's actually like, very similar. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm not disappointed, but yeah, like for a second there, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, <laughs> if you go down this one way, you play Darth Vader for like seven hours. It's awesome. Oh, no. Not at all. <laughs> The sad part is, is you get to fight him and understandably he beats your ass, but you don't have it. It's an unwinnable fight. He oh, is yeah. not even a health bar. Like <laughs> when I saw that there was no bar, I was like, well, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I had yeah. thoughts about how this game was going to end all of a sudden. I'd say that that's one that all four of us, though, would probably recommend from 2019. If, yeah. if I made a proper yeah. top 10, it did not make it. But it was very Dark Souls. In fact, one of our listeners, Carl, told me on Friday night, he said, I did not expect, he, he expected Force Unleashed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He said he got into it and he was like, oh, this is like that Dark Souls game that Eric had me play, that really hard shit that I don't ever want to play again. And if it did introduce people to that style of gaming and maybe it kind of held their hand a little bit through it, because it is a little bit easier than Dark yeah. Souls. I don't know. Some of it's... Well, it depends on your mode. Yeah. I watched my brother Cody, and again, there's that branch off to Dathomir or the homeworld of the ancients and my brother went straight to Dathomir cause he's a Darth Maul fanatic. And I watched him. He's on Jedi master mode. He got his ass kicked for three hours. <laughs> I didn't watch him progress one plot point because he didn't have any force powers yet. He chose Dathomir first. There was nothing. He couldn't push anyone off edges. Everyone's acrobatically flipping. And so he'd make it through. He did great, but then you get killed and you start back. All those enemies are back. It's like nothing changed. So maybe, yeah. maybe kill one more enemy and then get killed again. Yep. And then pick that shit up again. No, yeah. but I, I adore the different 
difficulty yeah. levels because even like it's something that I, like I said, right now I've just watched Carl play, but it's something that I would be willing to go and play through on story mode because it's just so rich and, and so wonderful to watch. Yeah, I, I just, I love that. It makes it accessible to everybody. I think Story Mode Beckett 2 would teach you some of the Souls-like mechanics that maybe if you wanted to play something similar to that down the road, mm -hmm. you would be a lot more familiar with at least what's expected of you blocking and using your weapon. Yeah. Absolutely. I played on Jedi Master Mode, and I've been getting... That's why when you said 15 hours earlier, I was looking at you like, what? Yeah, no, I'm on Jedi Knight. <laughs> it's definitely the step below. Still not easy. That final boss took me good two hours yeah. of that 15 hours that's one thing i always i like games like sekiro even if you're good and you're on a lower level it's gonna take you hours you're talking 30 hours 40 hours and that's if you're good jedi i one thing i'm worried about as we go forward is people are leaning so heavily into that oh they're gonna have to replay this level 70 times so we're only make six levels no like if it's on easy mode it should still take me 25 30 hours I completely agree. And I, I liked the easy mode aspect of the game. I did try it. I started on night, but I bumped it down to, or I started on master and bumped it down yeah. to night. It just, it, it was challenging. I'm not going to lie. And I, I didn't want to get frustrated like I did with souls in a star Wars game. I yeah. wanted almost to Rebecca's point. I wanted to see the story. Yeah. And I wanted, exactly. you want especially after it was ruined on Thanksgiving. Day. <laughs> yeah. And you want to feel like a Jedi, like, like, the Jedi vibe at Jedi Knight, like doing Jedi Master and getting your your ass kicked by a poison spider on Dathomir is the worst. But Jedi Knight mode, you start getting your combos down a little more. You get that little extra hit point resistance and all of a sudden you can take on the spiders. You feel like a Jedi. Yeah. I would have to say that like it's been very rewarding playing through on Jedi Master, but I'm about to switch tonight because yeah. like I, uh, these last, this last boss is... It's no, tough. I, it took me forever on Jedi Knight mode. I mean, forever. <laughs> as far as any other challenge in that game went. Relatively. Relatively. <laughs> but yeah, so like, I, I, I could not imagine. Cody is dedicating to Jedi Master completion, and I don't think he's made it past three planets yet. So, But he's also an emergency room doctor, so he's got you know time priorities. He's got this. <laughs> time, yeah. time priorities, and I think he likes hard jobs. So. He does. That's exactly right. The guy who became a doctor is like in Jedi master mode of that game. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's go around. I'll start. Let's just bring up some titles we enjoyed last year. I'm going to kind of focus on things. Maybe I haven't seen on a lot of top 10 list and a, a couple that definitely deserve to, to be on top 10 list. Yeah. I'm going to start with a game that I didn't see anywhere and I can't believe it because it's probably my number two this year and that's bloodstained. Oh, right. I saw it nowhere. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It's one of my favorite games yeah. of all time. This was the spiritual successor. It was a wonderful platformer. They're coming out with DLC for it. I don't think it got the love that it deserved this no. year. It was the best 2D platform game, in my opinion. You're the only person I had heard talk about it this year. Mm -hmm. like, I, I still need to go back and play it. I know that you and I talked about it on BitFaced 2 or something. And that's how long it's been in development. And so maybe it like snuck under a lot of people's radars or something weird. But the fact that it's on Game Pass and a lot of people still haven't played it. like No, and this was a weird year for a lot of that, I feel like. I, you know, one of the things that I was doing just on the way over here was looking at a lot of, of top 20 and top 50 lists. And there were games that... I hadn't even heard of coming out that were on everyone's list. And then there were games that have been highly anticipated that didn't make it on any of them. So it was, it was just, it was a weird year for gaming, honestly. If you like Castlevania, 
play Bloodstain is all I have to say. Any Castlevania. Honk, honk. Because I got to talk about the Untitled Goose Game. Not to transition awkwardly, but the spirit of the goose would allow nothing less. Untitled Goose Game isn't just the game I want to talk about. That was my game of the year over everything. And I tried to play as much as I could, even as much as I enjoyed some other games I'll talk about. Nintendo, this was the year of Nintendo to me. As far as exclusives, no system provided games that made you want the console more than Nintendo this year. Per pound to me. But Untitled Goose Game is available pretty much everywhere in this lovely independent game. Game Pass on Xbox. Yeah. yeah game Pass, it's, I always say free. I know you pay for Game Pass, but yeah, download it. Download it. No, it's 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 a joy. It's, it's therapy. It lets you be a little bit of a bastard in a world where you just get a goose around. And in a world where I'm now getting used to uh, shorter games, like a lot of the games this year were a lot shorter than I expected. So even when I finished Goose, I was like, oh no, it's done. But it wasn't in a, it wasn't long enough way. It was a, I could do this forever. forever. And I looked at my <laughs> hours played and what was number one apart from Smash Bros. Ultimate and Overwatch, Untitled Goose Game. Are you going back for the speed runs? Oh yeah. No, all of those ones. That's the, thing. the second those sheets came out, my goose follows the sheets. They are his God. And <laughs> she loves to perform those duties as they will it. Yeah, it's it was, it's was it been fun because originally I bought it for me and I liked it a lot. But then he was having a bad day and I was like, you should play Untitled Goose Game. I really think. And from then on, like addicted. It, yeah. And any time he was just a little sad, I'd be like, I know what you need. Untitled Goose Game. Yeah. It's a game that people from work were even talking about in the sense that like, they bought it and then their wives took it over and yeah. they were like, this was just great. I really liked playing this game and they were so stoked about that. No, we have matching goose shirts. We've got two of them. We've got one that has the goose with a bow tie and it says honk. And then I bought him a shirt that has the goose on it and it says be goose do crime. And we will be just out in the world and we will have more people talk to us about those shirts than anything else that we wear. And it ranges. We had a seven-year-old come to us on Halloween and go like, is that the Entitled Goose Game? And talk to us for a good four minutes. And we've had people in their 60s go, Goose Game. Yeah. And that's to me, whenever I pick my game of the year, it's what created a community that was vast, that was beyond even just gamers or hardcore gamers or sports fans. Goose Game was something that, like, it it, it was pervasive. People at work, people at school, people just at the grocery store. That's the goose. I can't argue with that at all. I want to talk a little bit about a game that I only heard of a couple of days ago, and I've seen it on a lot of top lists. And and it's one of those, again, like it was such a weird year of gaming. I feel like there were so many games that I pay attention to all this stuff, and I'm constantly reading articles, and I still did not hear about them until top lists were coming out. Outer Wilds is one that has been in the top five of every single list that I've read. And for anyone that doesn't know, it's this cool kind of like puzzler game where you're an astronaut on this world and you have 22 minutes before the sun goes supernova. And then your day kind of restarts. That's what it was. Matt Dawkins said, there's a mechanic in that game that's very (laughs) Zelda-like. I won't tell you what it is because I don't want to ruin it. Well, sorry. I I was going to say, it doesn't really spoil it unless unless you, once you know there's a mechanic, that's the spoiler. Unless you're going to this game not knowing that something happens. Right. (laughs) And so like you start your day back over and each time you get a little bit more information and that's eventually hopefully allows you to get off this planet. And that is so far up my alley. It's not even funny. Didn't even hear about it until three days ago. Oh, yeah. Also on Game Pass. (laughs) (laughs) And I 
am inspired by you and Matt now to go back and play it. I started it. And for whatever reason, I'm a very like, if you don't get me in the first 15 minutes, mm-hmm. I'm gone. Well, you had to wait 22 minutes. So. <laughs> See? 23, 23, I think. Yeah. You got to start. Yeah. Goddamn ADD. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, I'm going to bring up one that I think was honestly my most anticipated game of last year, if I recall correctly, but I may not. And <laughs> It's been a year. It's, it's been a year. Um, and honestly, like a lot of people didn't love it and they said as, you know, a sequel, it wasn't great, but I had so much fun playing it and I still need to finish it, but I'm waiting for a friend of mine who said she wants to play through it together and that's Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm. Okay. Cause that came out really early at the beginning. It did. Of this. Yeah, yeah, it did. And that was, that was one of my more anticipated ones and I just have not had the time to pick it up. And I think I, especially after like borderlands i'm so worried about being hurt again because kingdom hearts has meant so much to me it's still my favorite video game series of all time Mm -hmm. and i think so far three has not hurt or disappointed me in a bad way right (laughs) so it's still super worth playing the mechanics are so much better still like you know two was compared to one Mm -hmm. and the story like granted the story has gotten you know here it's so convoluted yeah no and i we finally got carl through one and he's playing through two right now and a lot of like the ds games and the game boy advance games and stuff i've had to just be like okay here's what you learn here's what you need to know cliff notes that's exactly it but i finally got it for christmas so i'm excited to finally play it yeah that was both of y'all's and i want to say doug's most anticipated oh. game oh, i think so yeah. carl was luigi's mansion 3 mm-hmm. and i was sakura we'll see how that turned out mm-hmm. but i feel just I as good s- about luigi's mansion 3 we'll get there. <laughs> i was oh, about good. to say uh, i want to hear about luigi's mansion because i want to get it for titus at some point he's been asking for it how was it it was it's an amazing experience the multiplayer is amazing having co-op with an established character because Luigi seems bad on paper like there's like yeah you're Luigi and then a goo version of Luigi you're like boy Nintendo who'd you hire to write this stuff but like they actually invested in this and like Luigi's a charming fun existent character in canon it's not just like a shadow character and I will never stop bragging about the Switch. I think technologically, it's just one of the greatest non-life-saving things humanity has come up with. And one of the neatest things, it's weird, one of the most satisfying things is going around this cluttered place, vacuuming up trash. And it's cue balls and bits of dust and wadded pieces of paper. No matter what it is, you feel it in your Joy-Cons as it goes through the vacuum and you can feel each object. And I don't know why between that, like the therapy of just going through and you, you feel like you're doing it. They've added mechanics. So it's not Luigi's mansion two again. It's, it's everything I could have hoped for in a sequel game, brought new mechanics, did what we love, right. And then everything introduced wasn't just shellacked on. Like I said, it was really great to feel that Luigi wasn't an afterthought, but a no, no, we can explain this. Every little thing was thought out in Luigi's Mansion 3. You know what I really wish Nintendo would have? Sales. Yeah. Yeah, there's not many I'm of disappointed those. that a, that I games that came out 2 years ago that like right now you're hyping mm-hmm. me up. I would I would pay $40 right now for Luigi's Mansion 3. I'm not going to pay 60. See, no, and I feel that, but I uh, like 
as far as hours, and, unless spent you playing, promise me that you'd be like, "Look, we're going to be online every Friday, Eric, and we're going to multiplayer, and you're going to love that's it." That's true. Then I then I move towards the sixty, but no, and I get that. But this is one of those games because like there's a lot of games with Nintendo that I wouldn't recommend the full sixty for, and it's hard because Nintendo has no motivation when they're selling three hundred thousand units a month at full price. Yeah. So, uh, so you the, still can't find um, fucking Mario Kart for the switch yeah anything less than a couple dollars off like it's ridiculous because it's because it's moving but what i would say is it's my approach to games is always what's my per hour dollar price and luigi's mansion right now is a game where it's like i'm talking 50 cents an hour to play this game and so if i'm at the arcade this game is worth the time because even if even again my brothers don't really get to play with me as much anymore the co-op isn't something i indulge as much as i used to i'm a grown-up now it's one of the worst parts of adulting but tell me about it yeah but even so playing it by yourself it's such an it's a good experience like it's it's the mechanics you don't get luigi's mansion anywhere else it's not i can't even say it it's like playing this it's like playing luigi's mansion and now this is the most polished version so you put in again like the hours, like Nintendo's almost spoiled me. Luigi's Mansion, I have you know more hours in than any any PlayStation game I've played this year as far as the main campaign goes. So yeah, get it for Titus. Okay, well good. That answers that question. <laughs> I'm going to go back to, we mentioned studios that had great years. Remedy. The reason mm. Jedi Fallen Order doesn't make my list is because I played a better Jedi game and it was called Control. Mm-hmm. And you could rip plaster off a wall and throw it at enemies they finally got their whole alan wake vibe completely shoehorned into a third person metroidvania glory ign's game of the year even though ign i don't know how you give it game of the year when you gave it a seven when it came out (laughs) calling you out on that bullshit but i recommend anyone control flew completely under the radar it's so good and you can get it cheap it's a great action game. It's got a good psychological story. If you like their style of game, if you liked Alan Wake, you will love it. That's one of those games that, uh, even though he doesn't stream as much for us anymore, the first thing he did when he bought a new computer was jumped on, streamed for Bitface, and streamed Control. And any game that Toma goes and super hypes and throws tons of hours and probably money into if he can, because he's just that kind of person, uh, is a game you should play. So. No, and that's the thing. And it's again, I'm all about the games that are bringing new experiences, the things you haven't been able to do in video games, to the way you want to yet. I mean, very similar even to what Spider-Man did in uh, PlayStation yes. two years ago, where it was just I've been waiting for this experience. Control brings you that experience, and it's polished. And that's the thing. That's why like there's a lot of games that we might be looking forward to in this year, but they're being delayed maybe even into next year. And for me, that's good news because we can't have a world where we want to criticize EA for rushing games out that are half-baked and then also complain about a world where other studios are trying to delay the games to the right temperature. I looked at the release list for the first three months of this year, and it's the first time I've been able to take a breath. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, I can go back and play some old shit because there's nothing. Last year, we got RE2 out of the gate. Mm -hmm. I want to say it came out first weekend of February maybe it was quick mm-hmm. and that's made a lot of people's game of the year list we can talk about that a little later but I feel like this year maybe the industry's taken a little breather before the next generation of consoles launch and we're going to get a time to go back and and play some of the things yeah. we haven't heard yeah absolutely. 
No, and I just I want more games like Control that have a female protagonist that's not over sexualized. That that was just yeah. awesome to me. And that's badass. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> so super excited. I I Control is on a very short list of games that I'm gonna be picking up in short order to check out. I think you'll really enjoy it. And give give the combat a chance. Yeah. Did you ever play Infamous? I did. I loved Infamous. I think you're gonna love it. Yeah. I loved Infamous too. That's that's an interesting game that like was only on PlayStation mm-hmm. and it had such an a, a, a good feel to it and it was open world and it was very yeah we need some more no it, it was so cool it was it was a great way to be a superhero without tying yourself to a specific superhero or mm-hmm. DC or Marvel or whatever yeah. no I played one two and second son so it was I love infamous um, we kind of yeah yeah we, we Car- jumped Carl skipped around. me I went back and took my turn yeah that's <laughs> it. Well, know, I got asked fine. about Luigi's Mansion and I've been nope. chomping at it the pit chat yeah, about please. Luigi's Mansion it's just an open you know conversation <laughs> we yeah. have this thing I just want to make sure everybody gets their <laughs> yeah. picks out there too though. no for sure um, so I'm gonna talk about a game that was not new this year but was released in an extremely new way and that's Overwatch on Switch okay um, it it was honestly i've spent more hours on it than than just about anything maybe short of overwatch for playstation because i was i i had so many doubts when they announced that they were bringing this extremely high paced and very just technologically large game to a console like the switch carl's brother got it and we got to see firsthand how well it runs and yeah sure it's not nearly as sharp as it is on PlayStation or Xbox, it still runs really well. The servers for the Switch almost run better than even like PlayStation servers. We get dropped into games faster. When we're going into a party, it's faster. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that playing on the Switch, especially because it's not quite as sharp, the graphics aren't, that after I've been playing on Switch for a little while, when I go back over to PlayStation, I'm a better shot. And so it's it's just so cool that we can sit next to each other on the couch and be able to both play. I, I have so much fun with it. So that's what's different about the game. Yeah. Okay. And they have incorporated all the gyro controls. We don't really indulge Yeah, we gyros, don't do that, but you, but can, you can, can aim. Aim with your switch, and so it brings that in. You can aim with your controller in your lap, and it adds. You can still use your control stick and the gyro, so you're getting real precise folks who are mastering Whoa. the gyros of yeah, the, that's the switch controllers. That's the only bad thing is, like, Widowmakers on the switch are way worse mm, than Really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, and it's been fun to see Nintendo just finally get faith from the third-party developers that they haven't had the last uh, generations. Mm -hmm. I want to kind of bring up a little bit about just Nintendo kind of embracing opening up to other Mm -hmm. major companies too, like Xbox. We've seen... Ori in the Blind Forest mm-hmm. and all of these Microsoft totals. Cuphead just, coming over. Oh, yeah. Like that, yeah. I And great move for Nintendo, bad move for Microsoft because every <laughs> game that comes over to Nintendo, I have one less reason to, to buy an Xbox still. I mean, the second that they're, they announce that Game Pass puts mm-hmm. all those games on the Switch, mm-hmm. it's going to be a huge game changer. Mm-hmm. Game Pass is what's kept Microsoft in the game, and they're the yeah. reason that they are poised to take back this next generation. And yeah. we've seen it go back and forth and back and mm-hmm. forth. And we have to kind of think about Nintendo. They're their own yeah. 
thing. Yeah. One thing I will say about Nintendo Embrace and third party, though, Carl, is the Nintendo store reminds me of the old racket GameStop. There's so much <laughs> crap. No. More crap than I see on PS4 and Xbox combined. No, it's true. And that's the thing. But it is one of the one of the side effects of the fact that, like I said, more than even Nintendo opening up to third parties, I see third parties willing to gamble on Nintendo again because it was a rough gamble if you're a third party. GameCube came out and they were the only ones that wanted a little tiny disc. Uh, N64 still wanted cartridge while everyone else was moving to discs. Uh, And so finally they're seeing now with a switch just the cash cow that it is and so you do get a lot of crap as a lot of people are jumping in but we've also seen again more pioneering i feel out of nintendo and people willing to embrace it so it's that it's that seesaw you get there's some treasures that we've got and it's nintendo switch specifically is the best in my opinion indie platform small indie platform of anything i used to buy a lot of games still on steam that were kind of like very small developer indie games but now so many of them if i just wait six months it's on the switch and i can take it to me wherever i can go i go i can play at work i'm gonna do that i've i have not opened up steam on my computer in almost a year because every game eventually comes over to the switch and they're so good so good and directly to your point, though, there's two things that need improvement as this, because I feel that they are almost bigger than they expected to be at this point. Mm-hmm. The store looks worse than the we did, like logging on. And the the general, like, there's no party. Like, the only thing I like is the Overwatch, and I think Blizzard gets the credit, but jumping into parties on the Switch is easier than even on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Far less load times, but everything else miserable to try and get on to connect with your friends. So those are the two things that I'm prodding Nintendo to get better at because they've got they've got the money they've got the support and they've got third parties tripping over themselves to be the next big switch thing and they released the only battle royale game that I think is worth a shit and that's Tetris 99 <laughs> Tetris 99 <laughs> dominating the and list shout out to Doug year. because that's on his list too that oh, he yeah. sent me but I forgot it had come out yeah. So yeah. early this year, Tetris 99 was amazing. It will make my top 10. Yes, I understand it's just Tetris, but no, is it really? No. <laughs> it, it's intense. If like, you can take a game like Tetris and still find a way to make it new, then you deserve all the applause because... Mm-hmm. You almost have to play that against yourself, though, because the second you take your eyes off what the fuck you're doing, you lose. Like, I've gotten better at being able to watch and see who has the most trash blocks. And try to hit them, but that took a months. Yeah, of okay. like, okay, now I need to. And I'm not even a really good Tetris player. I think we had a tournament when everyone came in town last April, and Kendra Scott's wife actually beat all of us. Dang. She ended 13. <laughs> oh wow. wow! 20 is my high. I think maybe Doug's gotten to five at this point. Not the tournament we can obviously mm-hmm. be at. Kendra got 13, and Kendra's Dang. someone that like kids stop playing video games like get outside and play like right. you know, she's would she she would tell you she's the definition of a cash yeah uh, wow. so that's a game to your point earlier that brings everybody, everybody together if it's something you can play with your 12 year old cousin and your 60 year old uncle and you all come away having a great time that's these are the games of the year well, guys, we're getting close to what I wanted to do for rap. I have a few more that I might just mention offhand, but I want to make sure. I've got one more that I'd love to talk about. Yeah. I think I, I hope I know what you're going to talk about. Maybe. But, okay. Uh, My number one game for the year actually is Ring Fit Adventure. Oh, yeah. 100%. I, uh, I've gotten so many people hooked on that game. I think I'm up to like eight people. So Nintendo starts sending me some royalties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
it, it's it's the only game that has like really changed my life in a super meaningful way. I'm excited to work out in a way that I literally never have been. And it's just, it's so well done. And and it's a game that I'm, I'm so extraordinarily passionate about. It does things like it never really brings up your weight. It gives you these kind of like small achievable goals that I've never, you know, I, I've, I've even done like personal trainers at gyms and stuff and they want me to lose X weight by X date. And I, that just never, never sticks with me, but just getting on and having, having tip tell me, Hey, this is your 13th day in a row. I'm really proud of you. Has done more for my self-esteem than anything ever has. So that is hands down my number one game of the year. It definitely make my list. It's funny when I look at the stats and I'm like, wow, I'm beating Rebecca at some stuff. And then I look at what we're playing on. It's like, oh, Rebecca's at level 21 and I'm at level 15. (laughs) (laughs) Carl even tried to keep up with me on levels. Can't do it. I cannot perform at her level. More reps or the... How does it work on 21 is what I want to ask you. Um, So as far as I know, it's basically like it'll take less health off enemies like my your overall attack power is probably higher than mine it takes me forever to get leveled up and get my attack power boosted also drago is is so hard like any match against him takes me a good 25 minutes because it just it barely takes him down and as someone who's tried to jump up there and then jumped back like someone jumping to Jedi Master mode of Fallen Order. <laughs> it also, all of a sudden, what used to be 100% on a squeeze is now 70%. Oh, so yeah. So you're cranking it into 100. Like, I was like, man, I can do this all day. Then I jump to her level. I'm like, I can barely get through four sets before the, my fingers are shaking. Yeah, and it'll be things like to get like a great on a certain exercise attack is way harder. Like my, my squats are almost ass to the ground. Like I have to go so far down to get a perfect score on that. So it, it's things like that. It's, it's fun though, being able to, you know, really customize it for what your, what kind of exercise level you want. I also highly recommend it. I think we did talk about it on the cast, but Mm -hmm. it's a little expensive. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I think it's a lot of fun. It's also gotten me into fitness. In fact, I can't quite touch my ass to the ground backs, but I am so close. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Being able to do a ground wipe. And that's my goal. Like that <laughs> ground wipe. I've really, I've really enjoyed it though. And it's one thing I will mention is the, it's what is it? The casual mode or the, um, the silent mode, the silent mode yeah. or, which no, is great. Yeah, it's yeah. not cat. I it's can't the remember one the where you're offline. Uh, multitask yeah. mode. Oh, the multitask, multitask mode. mode. Oh, okay, yeah. So I can sit there and watch reruns of The Office and do bends and stuff and exercises. And then when I log back in, I normally have 500 coins that I can either keep myself mm-hmm. or I can send to you. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, though, that you also get ingredients because I finally kept a package for once. I mm-hmm. was like... Rebecca just got 500. I was like, I'm going to, I need these coins. Yeah, you do. I was like, I'm going to keep this shit for me. And yeah, you get ingredients and too. And those smoothies, especially you're describing level 21 smoothies, save my ass. Smoothies. No smoothies are a huge deal. One of the other things is I, I hate running in place. That is, that is the hardest part of the game for me. And there's a lot of it, but one of the, it's, I think it's like milk pudding or something like that. One of the things that you can make makes running in place and the high knees a lot easier. And on days two, when I'm like not feeling it, or I've got some joint pain, that is a lifesaver. Yeah. Collecting ingredients is 
probably the most time consuming thing because I'll be up against a guy and know that I need a bunch of red smoothies or whatever and I'm, I'm out of ingredients so I either have to get the money to buy them or I have to go back to levels that have them and play them over again well hopefully all the loot I've been sending you has been helping out oh it absolutely has makes been. a difference good Ring Fit's a good place to, to end though, right? Yeah, no, I'll no, just say no, girl. just touching on it is yeah. it's another game where the content is substantive. Like mm-hmm. this the storyline takes time. And so it's been a weird mix to see some games like Ring Fit. I'm like, yeah, I've played for, you know, twelve hours now and I'm still at World Four. <laughs> and they're like, and how long did it take to finish Fallen Order? Two days. I was done with Fallen Order, two days. I've I'm at World Seven and I think I've played Ring Fit for got 20 plus hours maybe yeah yeah maybe less than that yeah i, I was think... top 100 in the age 43 category in That's multiple awesome. categories yeah. and in fact when i awesome. got the title squat master i was like well that'll be my title forever yeah. <laughs> 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 i do like it and you were the one that turned me on yeah to the game. i'm always looking for something that will take my mind off of fitness because mm-hmm. that for me is when fitness is fun pokemon go does that for me when right. i go to walks in the park this does it for me when it's cold as hell. No, outside, exactly. So. I've, I've even pushed myself too hard a couple times yeah. because I'm just like, oh, but I could beat Drago if I just go a little bit longer. And it yeah. tells you too. every time the first time it comes up to quit, I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> I can do this. I'm caked with sweat. And I'm like, nope, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, I'm almost to that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun with the game. I You have a Switch, Tyler. I recommend. Well, you're, you're into more hardcore working out. 12 ounce curls and I mean I'm 12 ounce curls <laughs> oh yeah um, yeah no I was just gonna say though I, I have been trying to get more into just regular fitness going to the gym with people from work and everything and I am actually pulling this up on my phone <laughs> nice. like this is something that I want to you know do with it you mm-hmm. know come home I do that during you know lunch and stuff but I want to come home and this would be fun to do as an alternative way to keep that going well, I like to keep it time. There's a lot of games that we did not mention today. Most notably, I think Resident Evil 2. Maybe we can talk about that later. I thought it was great, but it was a remake at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Outer Worlds was great. I loved Code Vein, but we got most of the stuff that we liked out of the way. So oh, we yeah. appreciate everyone voting is the most important thing. Thank you guys yeah. for all the interaction because I forget about shit. And then I mm-hmm. see that you guys post it and it, it makes me very happy. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Coming up next, you will get to hear our favorite pop culture from 2019, and we look forward to having you there. And on a serious note, if you didn't have a great 2019, maybe you're not having some good fun. Maybe you're a little bit depressed. I think it's really important to talk to somebody. I had to talk to somebody in 2019, and it's made my life unbelievably better. So please, even if it's me or someone here at the table with me that you reach out to, please reach out to someone. Thank you guys so much. From the Bit Cave, I am Eric. Tyler, Rebecca, and Carl, and we are out.